Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today, at Brian Winch of Clean Lots. Brian, it's awesome to have you on the show. It's great to be here, Gresh. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Brian so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Brian is the author and creator of Clean Lots, America's Simplest Business. Brian has been involved in all aspects of the parking lot litter cleaning business since 1981. He can show you how to start and operate a simple business based from home and make money from a green service that's almost as easy to do as going for a walk. Brian, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Awesome. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to kind of rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story and we'll let you get started with the business? Sure. Okay. Well, we have to go way, way back to 1981. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working a a full-time job and quite frankly, couldn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. Um, uh, I I didn't see where I could progress uh, in that company or or as a career, um, seeing as I I didn't have a lot of uh, job skills. Um, I barely graduated high school. Um, so, you know, I kind of reached the, uh, the peak as to where I, I would probably uh, go you know, doing that job. So mm-hmm. um, I started looking at uh, various uh, possibilities as to what I could do with my life. And uh, I, I decided, you know what, I, I, I want to pursue the, uh, the idea of working for myself. Um, I'd always kind of had an entrepreneurial bent. Uh, I remember when I was about five or six years old, uh, I took some of my brother's toys, cleaned them up, set up a table in front of the house and sold them to the neighborhood kids. And nice. My brothers weren't too happy with me, but <laughs> you know, I always had an interest in kind of working for myself and making my own money as opposed to you know, making somebody else rich and working for them. And so, like I said, uh, I was looking at possibilities. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a, a lot of, you know, much of an education, but I had uh, a passion to work for myself. But, you know, what, what was I going to do? And so I looked, started looking at things, you know, I, I could do and things I didn't want to do. And one of the things I quickly realized was I didn't want to work inside a building within the same four walls all day. I, I kind of loved my independence, my freedom of being outdoors, working outdoors, and uh, then I remembered, you know what, my, my recently passed father at the time, um, he had a number of uh, uh, gigs or side hustles to uh, supplement the family income. He was a, a caretaker or, or a janitor. Mm-hmm. So as a result of, of his income, he always kind of had to have something going on the side. And when one of those, uh, those uh, moonlighting or, par- or spare time jobs, uh, uh, if you will, was, was cleaning up litter from a nearby shopping center. And he had taken me along with him a couple of times. And uh, I remember it was almost, it, it was really simple to do. It was almost as easy as going for a walk. Uh, all we did was get to the building, you know, first thing in the morning before the stores opened uh, and walked around the property, uh, the sidewalks, the parking lot, the surrounding landscape, and, and you know, clean up litter uh, into our litter collection tool. And, you know, there's no bending over handling this stuff or picking it up. It was just simply going for a walk and cleaning up the material. And, uh, you know, since we're the, uh, you know, he was providing the service on a daily basis, um, you know, quite often we would walk several yards, 10, 15, 20 yards between one piece of litter to the next. So it was just a matter of minutes to get this, this job done. And, uh, you know, he, off he went to work and, 
and you know I'd go back home and get ready for school and so I you know I thought you know what let me see if there's a market for the service but you know unfortunately he had passed away and I, I didn't have his experience and his contacts to to call upon so um, I just decided I would use the internet of the day back then, which was the old uh, Yellow Pages telephone directory. <laughs> and uh, I started uh, thumbing through the, uh, the property manager's uh, uh, listing and uh, made about three or four or five calls. And uh, all of a sudden, I had a prospect that said, you know what, that sounds great. Here's um, three addresses. Uh, go uh, take a look at them, get back to me with some prices, and uh, we'll see where that goes. And Long story short, no, actually, this has been a long story, hasn't it? <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, um, that's how it all started. Um, I got those three contracts and the School of Hard Knocks, uh, the learning process all began from there. Nice. This is definitely a great story, though. And, and I'm sure your dad's definitely, you know, happy that you're, you're able to kind of, um, I guess, carry on a family business in some form, shape or fashion. And I think that, you know, sometimes we forget at the heart of entrepreneurship is being able to solve problems and obviously to see that problem and be able to create it. Sometimes we can overthink what those solutions are, but really just kind of being there and listening and paying attention to what's not going right and being able to kind of solve that is such a huge thing to, for all of us to reminder as uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs and business owners. That's right. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just to find a, a need or a demand for a service or product and, and fill it. And uh, the great thing about this this uh, business is, you know, quite frankly, uh, there are a lot of people that don't want to clean up after others. But mm. for for others that uh, enjoy working outdoors and uh, great get great satisfaction uh, seeing the results of their work and also knowing they're do, providing a great community service, um, it, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like you said, that opportunity is real when you, again, uh, can look at, you know, the, the parking lot or, or wherever it might be that's being cleaned up, you see kind of the fruits of your labor and the things that you're putting in. And it, it does a tremendous amount to the property values to I think even the, the look and the feel and the even the kind of unspoken emotion of seeing a place that really looks good. So I'm sure a lot of property managers and the people that you work with definitely appreciate that. And uh, so I, I know you touched on it a, a little bit, um, but I wanted to hear a little bit more about your book. And and clean lines as a whole and how exactly you serve the clients that you work with. Oh, okay. Well, the book um, came about about four years into my business, about 1984. And that's when I realized that I had something really great here. I mean, um, it, it was a great opportunity for other people similar to myself that uh, wanted to, to be self-employed, have their own business, but, but maybe didn't have a lot of money um, or job skills or education. And, you know, you know, how, how do you get started? So I put, a, um, I started writing all of my experience down into um, uh, what became the first version of, of clean lots or, or the book. And uh, I began marketing it um, through the old, uh, um, uh, direct mail channels. Uh, you know, way, way back then there was quite a few business opportunity magazines that you could pick up on the newsstands, and mm -hmm. and people, you know, would would go to those, uh, you know, um, and uh, you know, thumb through the pages and you know, find uh, different opportunities. And and I, you know, I had some success with that. But uh, the the main focus has always been uh, building the actual cleaning business. And. Uh, we, we scaled that from um, um, a one-man operation. And, and to be honest with you, when I started the business, the, the whole intent was basically just to keep it simple and just be able to work for myself. And I didn't really, you know, see, you know, a, a huge army of people working for me and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. I just wanted to keep things simple. But um, as, as, I became, as I became successful, uh, I quickly realized um, uh, my customers, you know, they, they wanted me to work uh, at more and more of their property. So, you know, I didn't want to say no and 
possibly uh, allow a, a competitor to come in and, and take uh, my business away. So I, I scaled the business uh, by bringing my brothers and other people into uh, the operation. And uh, we became quite successful there. We, and we continued to scale the business upwards to the point where basically in re recent years, uh, we're building out um, anywhere from 650 to $707,000 a year, just in litter cleanup contracts. And, uh, and then, you know, I revisited the book again uh, about sharing this opportunity and uh, decided to set up a website and, uh, um, and, um, and, and I made some more revisions to the book as, you know, as I continued to learn more and more about this business, I put more of that experience into the, bo the book or operations manual, if you will, and uh, uh, make it available uh, from my website, cleanlots.com. And um, um, I provide free support. And the reason I do that is it's, it works. It's a simple business to learn, but it's also my way of, of giving back and, and helping other people that were in the same situa situation I was back in 1981, just kind of looking for any opportunity that you could afford and you could work. Uh, and as long as you brought that, that passion, patience, and persistence, you could be successful. Absolutely love that passion, patience, and persistence. And I think that's such a great reminder. It's so um, funny when you were uh, kind of just talking about how simple it was and the ability to be able to scale the business. Um, I was thinking of, uh, there's a, a movie called The Founder. Um, and it's a lot of the reasons for McDonald's ability to scale out and grow is the simplicity of the business. And kind of what you were speaking to with your success kind of reminds me so much of that is being able to kind of scale, um, not because it's rocket science all the time. I think so many times we can kind of overcomplicate things, but because you, again, you find what that problem is and you create that solution for it. And then it starts to kind of go from there. Well, and you make a great point about people complicating things. And uh, I'll give you an example. I did that for a brief period of time. Um, you know, there's the, the adage that you should give your customers what they want. But, you know, at the same time, you learn that there are some times when you have to say no. You can't keep right. saying yes, yes, yes. So at one point, we had um, a couple of clients come to us and say, Brian, we, we love your litter cleaning for us at, at our properties. We love what you're doing for us, making our jobs easier, et cetera. But you know what? We have a little bit of grass on the, at the back of the building. Can you cut that for us? Oh, and in the winter, we have a little mm -hmm. strip of sidewalk off the city street. Can you clear that for us? And, you know, back then we, we were afraid to say no. And, you know, we, we were uh, afraid that, you know, if we say no, they're just simply going to take their business elsewhere. But, but that was a, a mistake on our part to assume that, but, but also a mistake for us to take on the work. And we did that for probably about four years, um, you know, on a, on a small basis. And, uh, and quite frankly, we hated, hated doing that type of work. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, you know what, we're going to, um, to, you know, talk to our, our clients that we were had were entered into this arrangement. And, and we, 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 we told them, look at, you know, we, we want to get out of those other services. That's not who we are, not what we do. Uh, our service, our niche service is parking lot litter cleaning. We do that better than anybody else. And, you know, quite frankly, they agreed with us and they said, no problem. We don't want to lose your litter pickup service. Uh, we can find somebody else to do these other services. And, uh, you know, that was a good learning experience. And, and we've kept the business simple ever since then and grown our business as a result. Uh, um, if you enjoy doing what you're doing, uh, you'll be successful. If, if there's something you don't like doing, by all means, I mean, uh, there's no reason for you to continue doing it. Uh, you know, contract it out or whatever, or just get out of it entirely. <laughs>
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's a great reminder because not only are you doing yourself a disservice, you're doing a disservice sometimes for your clients by not lo- loving exactly what you're doing and, and, and being able to kind of put your all into it. So I absolutely um, love that reminder. And so would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce or the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique is you or the business, I should say, is it that ability to really focus and create the simplicity of the business and really only kind of stay in that lane, so to speak? Yeah, we do that. And, um, and also, though, I mean, we've kind of expanded upon, um, you know, what, what we do. I mean, we, I mean, anybody can, can clean up. I mean, it doesn't matter what cleaning service you're doing. But the successful companies that have been around for decades are the ones that give more than what they say they'll do. So, so like I say, when we're out, uh, our crew is out cleaning, um, cleaning up litter from the properties. If we, if we see um, some um, fresh graffiti that's been tagged on a wall or, or a stop sign that's been run down or somebody has uh, done a, a midnight drop off by dumping off a mattress and a box spring and an ki- old kitchen table uh, at the back of the property next to the, the waste bin. We make a point to communicate those issues or concerns uh, as soon as possible the next morning to our, our clients and they really appreciate that feedback. Um, it does so much more for us. Um, it, it, it helps uh, solidify um, that business relationship. Um, they know we're at the properties. They know that we care about their their building. So we're going to communicate these things that we see. And, and it's surprising that there are so many um, cleaning companies out there, whether they be maid services or, or office cleaners, or, and they just take the attitude that uh, we're there to you know to empty the waste baskets and vacuum the floors and and dusk the uh the desks and and then we've done our job and we're out of there and you know that's the wrong attitude to to, to take in my mind truly appreciate that reminder and i wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and i want to ask you for what i call a ceo hack so this could be like an app a book or a habit that you have but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient well you know i i, I guess it's the the attitude that you bring um to uh, to your business and to your life, um, uh, and some people would call it planning. And you know, I, I don't have this big six month six year plan. Um, I start small, if you will, by saying, okay, this is what I want to accomplish today. Um, uh, this is what I want to accomplish by the end of the week. You know, and then you know, uh, by the end of the month, etc. You know, nice small bite-sized chunks, so you feel, and you can you can get satisfaction from your small victories. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. There's a, a quote from Mark Twain. Um, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you found out why. I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote, quote CEOs on this show. So Brian, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being able to work for myself and be independent. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your time too. And what I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get out of you, get a copy of the book and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Well, you know, um, you can go to my website at cleanlots.com and there's a wealth of information there. There's a, a, a video um, on my uh, homepage that uh, you can take a look at and it shows me actually providing the service and showing how easy the work is to do. Um, and you get a better understanding of what tools I use and you know how the work is done. And um, like I say, all sorts of uh, great information on the website, but uh, also you can order the book. It comes in either a, a, a ebook download or a hard copy. Some people still like uh, prefer the hard copies and, um, and the contact page. You can reach out to me if you need more uh, help. I, I personally 
um, deal with, with everything uh, about this opportunity when it comes to dealing with people, if, uh, questions, concerns. Uh, like I say, the free support I provide, the, the, the phone rings on my desk. I, I don't hire people and coach them to provide answers. Um, you know, if you order my book, I will work with you and you're going to deal with me directly. Nice. I definitely appreciate that, Brian. And we will have the links and information in the show notes. And I always say, I think, I think, I think even there's a saying that says, you know, a true uh, show of, you know, being an expert at your craft is not being able to kind of do it yourself, but to be able to teach and support so many other people. So I provide you, I, I appreciate you for providing those opportunities to do that uh, through your book and also through the support you provide. And, and again, I appreciate your time and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.